All right, let's do this one last time. This podcast is fun fiction. And for one whole year, we've been the one and only terrible fan fiction <laughs> podcast. We're pretty sure you know the rest. We invented Hawk Babadook. We discovered Jeffy Dean Morgan. And also xenophobic John Mulaney. But after everything, we still love doing fun fiction. I mean, who wouldn't? So no matter how many bad fics we write, we always <laughs> no, how many, come no, back. no matter how many shits we take, we always <laughs> find a way to come back. <laughs> because there's only one fun fiction. And you're listening to it. Hey! Hey! So welcome to Fun Fiction, the show where two idiots ruin that thing you like, and I'm something of a scientist myself, Scotty Moore. And I can do whatever a spider can, baby. I'm in danger. <laughs> the addition of baby <laughs> makes that sentiment weird, like the worst thing imaginable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're talking Spider-Man this week, and I don't want to go too, like, granular, I kind of want to jump around because I do feel in the future we will probably revisit Spider-Man for like Spider-Verse, for Venom, for uh, that movie that um, Andrew Garfield is definitely not in, even though there's so much evidence that Andrew Garfield is in it. But I was just thinking, I was like, holy shit, Spider-Man is objectively the best fucking superhero. Like, subjectively, I can delve into and be like, well, actually, I enjoy, like, Dog Welder more, or I enjoy, um, like, what, like, other characters more, but if you just look at it overarching, I don't think there's a better superhero than Spider-Man. I also just remembered what one of your favorite superheroes is, and I feel like this is about to become a debate. No, no, the episode is about Spider-Man. You're just wrong, and it's Batman. <laughs> but uh, this is this isn't about debating superheroes. It's about discussing Spider-Man and presumably the movie. I don't know how much Spider-Man comics have you read. I've read a bit. Like, Spider-Man is the only comic I ever really bought, I, I think. Like, I think I got a few Hulk issues, but I never really delved into the comics outside of my favorite activity, which is to open Wikipedia and go, what happened to this boy? Let's read and learn about it and just go through pages and pages. Yeah, the only comics Spider-Man that I'm really familiar with is, uh, the who is there's someone to follow on Tumblr, who went down this whole rabbit hole of 1960s Spider-Man, which mm -hmm. is uh, great because he sucks. He's just a whiny little prick what wears a bow tie. <laughs> um, and then I did read, I read the Ultimate Spider-Man series. I, I read bit, Ultimate too. Ultimate was, was very cute. good. And then, uh, of course, I, I know we, we talked about this on an earlier episode. I do not remember which one it is, but who could forget... Uh, when, you know, <laughs> Spider-Man <laughs> had to have his marriage annulled by Satan. That's right. Oh, <laughs> God, you're right. I remember that one. Fuck. I think for me, it was the Ultimate Series and then Maximum Carnage because, and I don't want to get too much into Venom and Carnage because I feel like we're going to talk about that soon as well. But Eddie, they're so fucking good. Eddie. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie. I had to restrain myself from not writing a Venom fanfic because I'm like, oh, the movie's coming out. We'll use that opportunity to do it. You still haven't seen the first one. If you think I'm not just going to get blazed and have a marathon of Venom <laughs> 1 and Venom 2, you're wrong. God, we need to watch Venom together. Um, we need to watch both of them together, ideally. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, otherwise... It's the movies and I guess the cartoon show. That's the other thing. Are we talking strictly Peter Parker Spider-Man or oh, no, no. Miles Morales, Yellow um, O'Hara? This is the universe of Spider-Man. And then we're going to like delve in with future episodes. Right now, we're just going to gush about how cool Spider-Man is. Also, how dare you not bring up the video games? The greatest shit of all time. Just getting to swing like a motherfucker around <laughs> New York City. 
I haven't I haven't played them, but I know everybody <sighs> likes them. Uh, oh, <laughs> it's so good. It's so I don't know what it is about it that resonates so well with like gaming. But I guess it is the fact that you can thwip as you go and it just feels so satisfying versus like a Superman game where it's press this button. Now you in the air with Spider-Man. It's press this button. You're going to swing for a few. If you don't keep swinging, you are just kind of going to sit there on a string for a few. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. I can get how that mechanic would also feel uh, satisfying. But Spider-Man 2099, though. Spider-Man 2099. Yes, acknowledge Spider-Man 2099 and Miguel O'Hara, please. I do enjoy a good Miguel. I didn't visit that universe much, but like going back to the video games, small aside real quick. What I love about the video games is the same thing I love about Guitar Hero, which is I went in there knowing I like guitar or I like Spider-Man. And then when I left, I just had this plethora of knowledge because even the early PlayStation games, I would remember reading and being like, oh, Craven the Hunter. I've never heard of that person before. Oh, that's what comic they came out in. I can now go look that up, read that comic, and learn about Craven or about Venom or about Doc Ock. Also, the end of the first Spider-Man game on the PlayStation has the most horrifying end boss of all time because Doc Ock gets possessed by Carnage and you can't fight him. You, your only job is to run away. That, that sounds fucking terrifying. I thought you were going to say, like, the the boss at the end of the Spider-Man uh, game is Bruce Campbell. <laughs> no, that's not. Oh, that is the best part. This may just become Spider-Man video games. But the tutorial levels in the movie adaptation video games are all done by Bruce Campbell. That was that, that was the joke. <laughs> that, that was the bit I was doing. I thought you just wanted Spider-Man to fight Bruce Campbell. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Those two things don't have to be mutually exclusive. <laughs> I found a picture of uh, Dr. Evil Otto Octavius with the oh. uh, Carnage symbiote. It's the Show worst me. shit. I'm sending it to you Show on... Uh, I'm sending it to you on Facebook. Or, yeah. Excellent. So that's him. And, oh, Jesus. And that just chases you. And the worst part is okay, the... For, for, for those listening, uh, this is a skinless, giant, pig-faced demon with, with horrifying teeth and Doc Ock robo-arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the worst part is, you know, when you're running away from something, the best advice is to be able to look forward. That way you know, like, oh, there's an obstacle there. I can jump over this. I can hide behind that. Fuck that. The game faces you back, so all you can do is stare at this horrifying monster as you just run forward and pray you don't hit a brick wall. Fuck. It's brutal. I love it so much. Uh, I proposed this question in the Discord a couple of weeks back. I'm kind of curious your thoughts on it. Who is Spider-Man's ultimate villain? Because Batman, of course, has Joker. Superman has Lex Luthor. Who is Spider-Man's? Because he has a very good rogues gallery. He does. You know, we're talking about, like how you were saying, like objectively good, like superheroes or whatever. Spider-Man has a really solid rogues gallery. I think the only one that rivals it is Batman. I think those yeah. two, and there are a lot of parallels there, I think. But does, does Spidey have like a, a Joker type? Like, because the whole thing is, you know, it's like, ooh, at two sides of the same coin, Batman. Ah, we don't really have that with Spider Man. Well, I think we do, but it's everyone. That's kind of why I love the Rogues Gallery of him so much, is a lot of his more prominent villains all can be, in a way, seen as a mirror of either Peter or Spidey. Like, Venom literally is just evil Spider Man. Uh, Doc and Ock Trump. is what would happen if, like, Peter Parker's intellect took over and he stopped worrying about like ethics. That's how Doc Ock comes around. Uh, Green Goblin, same kind of situation there of kind of the corruption of knowledge. Spider-Man does fight a lot of unethical scientists. <laughs> Welcome to the annual unethical scientist <laughs> conference here live in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> Got them all at once, bitch. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, because I was 
shit, how old was I when the first Tobey Maguire one came out? What year was that? It was 2002. Yeah, okay, so yeah, I was 12, and so that was, like, my formative, like, Spider-Man experience apart from, like, cartoons and shit. So, like, Green Goblin is up there. Also, you know, it's Willem Dafoe, and he's fucking terrifying. Like, those movies are goofy, and I'm not quite sure how well they hold up, but, like, those scenes where you've got Willem Dafoe and then, like, Dark Goblin Willem Dafoe, and they're conversing, you know, with each other in, like, a mirror. That's fucking great, and only Willem Dafoe could have made that shit work. I think it's probably... I haven't watched them. I've been wanting to because of, like, all the Spidey stuff I've been getting into, Um, but I've not been able to find it anywhere. But I feel like it would hold up because it was goofy back then, I would assume, because it's Sam Raimi. I doubt Sam was like, I'm going to make a super serious Spider-Man film. I mean, that's the It's... Those movies are totally all over the place. I really want to rewatch them, too. I have not in ages. Um, but, like, I've, recently enough that I know that, yeah, they're, they're a tonal mess because they have that same Raimi goofiness. Uh, but also, like, you know, this was kind of like the first, uh, you know, oh, we're doing superheroes again. Because before that, it had just been, what, Batman in the 80s? Batman in the early or late 80s, early 90s, um, up until the Schumacher incidents. And uh, oh yeah, and, and then I, I guess that there was an there might have been an X Men movie yeah. prior. X Men was like two thousand or two thousand and one, yeah. Yeah, but like that was I think Brian Singer or somebody, so they were very serious about it. It was very serious X Men, and Spider Man is just kind of different there. But yeah, it's just like this weird thing of like, are we making like a big boy movie? Are we being goofy? Uh, are all these thirty year olds in high school? <laughs> <laughs> when I learned. That Flash Thompson was Joe D&D. I got so happy. I was like, holy <laughs> shit, that is him. Isn't that fucking wild? <laughs> uh, the other day, I actually thought about sitting down and watching The Amazing Spider-Mans with, with Garfield, the cat, not the man. It's just the yeah, cat, Garfield. Just the cat. I, uh, I have yet to see those. Uh, well, I pulled it up, went, oh, okay, Amazing Spider-Man right there. Let's watch. Or I could click two rows over and watch Spider-Verse again. That's not even a contest. That's not a contest <laughs> at all, Doc. I actually just, uh, our RJ, because I was telling him that we were doing uh, Spider-Man, weighed in and said that he could watch Spider-Verse literally every day. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. No, no, I, I 100% agree with that. Because then, like, when did you ever as a kid be like, I'm just going to watch the same movie every day for a few Oh, yeah, I feel that's that's something kids do, right? Yeah. Where you get real hyper fixated on a thing. I've uh, seen The Incredibles upwards of a hundred times. Jesus. Um, but I also, I fixated on weird shit. Yeah. Which is why I've seen The Rock probably close to a hundred times. <laughs> that's a normal thing for an 11 year old yeah. to watch over and over. <laughs> I was like, as an 11-year-old, oh, I watch The Incredibles every day. Megan is an 11-year-old. I've watched The Rock 365 days in a row. My mother is begging me to watch a different Nicolas Cage film. And I say, no! (laughs) No! Uh, Oh, yeah, Spider-Man, wobbly, Spider-Man 2, they got their sea legs pretty good, although... Gosh, Tobey Maguire cries a lot in that one. I hate that man's face when it cries so much. <laughs> he ugly cries. I remember when he rough. did it like as a kid, and I, I remember being like, this is good acting because he doesn't care if he looks pretty or not. He's just making <laughs> that face. And that's what I thought emotions were. Were <laughs> just... <laughs> <laughs> MJ. Listeners, send in your best Toby Maguire cry face to the Twitter account. We will retweet our favorites. We'll retweet our favorite Toby cries. Um, going back to, uh, I, we've talked 2099. We've talked old school Peter Parker. I mean, we didn't really talk 2099. We just mentioned that it exists. Yeah, the, cartoon, I, the cartoon's real good. I think. I, you know what? The cartoon in my memory is good. I didn't watch a lot of the Spidey cartoons, but like I have it as like a sense memory, like through osmosis, I'm aware of it. And that's why when I worked at Universal Studios, I worked right by the Spider-Man ride. It. 
every oh. single time I wrote it, Fuck, I would get this rush, ride. this rush of nostalgia because somehow they managed the show's great in general, but also they managed to, to somehow overtake Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever a spider can with an even better theme song, which is just like <laughs> Yeah, this is okay. This is now just a podcast for people who have been to Universal Studios at a very specific point in time. <laughs> Spider Man, Spider Man, radioactive Spider Man. <laughs> Me and my brother would literally just get like the whatever, like fast, but they had like some kind of fast pass shit at the time when I was like 13. They still have it, but it you is. have to buy it because Universal are some greedy bitches. Uh, Disney's got that too now. They made their fast passes a thing you have to buy. Don't um, talk to me about that, please. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not going to open that Pandora's box. But anyway, me and my brother would get the fast passes and we would just ride the fucking Spider-Man ride over and over and over. It's so good. I love it. It is one of my it's one of my favorites. And if I can't ride it, I will put like my phone up to my face, play the Spider-Man ride, but ride the Transformers ride because it's literally the same ride with a different video. So if you just put the video of the Spider-Man ride in front of your face, it's like you did the other one. Although there was one really great moment on that ride that um, it's it's just really fucking funny. It doesn't make any sense, which is uh, when you're in because you're in uh, for anybody who doesn't know, you're in like these little cars and they're like the scoop mobile or some shit yep. because Jameson sent you out on an assignment to find Spider-Man and uh, as you go by like a brick wall there's like a little Spider-Man face on it and he, the Jameson voice that's like crackling through the speakers goes look over there the Spidey signal and it's like yeah, yeah. the fucking what now? <laughs> never been a thing it's never been a thing <laughs> Excuse me, Like, sir? It, it does bring you into the universe a little bit to see, like, oh, cool, a little light with Spider-Man's face on it. That looks neat. And then Jameson is like, he's coming for him. It's the, it's spy the spiders. We all know what that is. <laughs> oh, yeah, the rides Jameson also basically just sounds like our Stan Lee impression. It doesn't sound like any version of, of J.J. Jameson. <laughs> My favorite, that is one of my favorite Stan Lee cameos as well as on that ride because he almost runs a garbage truck into you. <laughs> it's true. You are almost murdered by Stan Lee on the Universal Spider-Man ride. <laughs> Mischief is universal this summer at Universal Studios Orlando. <laughs> uh, but going back, I, I will say like one of my favorite things about Spider-Man it just in general, like, is the fact that Stan Lee was, I, wa I want to make a superhero, okay, who can appeal to the children. I want him to have normal people issues, unlike Batman that cuckold. <laughs> I didn't say that. That's a Stan Lee quote. But, uh... <laughs> I, I feel like in, why I love there's no one there's no ethical billionaires Bruce you <laughs> fuck you in, in today's society you would be Elon Musk you son of a bitch Stan Jesus my favorite part about this is it makes it seem like actual Bruce Wayne is standing in front of Stanley and he's just talking shit <laughs> but I, I love the fact that as time went on, Miles Morales came to exist because Spidey's been around since the 1960s. And unfortunately, that stops becoming not it doesn't stop becoming relatable, but it does become like a you've been around forever, bud. It's going to be hard for you to connect with the children of today when you are a 40 year old superhero story. But with Miles, I feel like Miles connects more with the youths of today. Hate that sentence that I just said. You sure did say it. Well, because part of it was also that, like, the comics ricocheted between, like, okay, are we keeping Peter 16 forever? Are we letting Peter be an adult man? Is he going to have, you know, get married and have a kid? Yes. Are we going to dial that back and have Satan make it so it never happened? <laughs> also, yes. Um, 
So I think part of Miles is is also just like, okay, this way we can have Peter just be a, be a goddamn adult man yeah. with, with adult Spider-Man problems and still keep like this, you know, teenage relatable Spider-Man. And that's without even getting into like Spider Gwen and and all the other Spidey spiders. Gwen, my beloved. <laughs> that's so honestly so cute. One of the reasons I think Spider-Verse works so well is you have the dorks who grew up with Spider-Man and are getting up not up there in age. We're not one foot in the grave yet, but you know, not a teenager. You got Peter B Parker there for us. So it's like, oh, he grew up with us. He's got problems, too, that are adult problems. And then you have Miles there for for the children. Miles yes. Morales is for the children. <laughs> with, the, with his, four, his, what, thir- 13, 14-year-old problems. Yeah. <laughs> Which, look, I mean, I, I, I can see, like, the existential uh, horror of, like, our mortality in your eyes right now. <laughs> But like, even you have to admit, we don't have the same issues as as thirteen year olds anymore. We don't. We have the issues of Peter B. Parker. Literally, the my, uh, my beloved. The scene at the end where he says, "What if I mess this up again?" And then Miles just looks at him and he goes, "Oh, it's a leap of faith." I cry every fucking time. I'm like, I know it. I get you. I know what you're going through. Okay, but you cry at, like, every movie. I'm trying to think of a recent film I've watched that I didn't cry at. It's pretty tough. I haven't (laughs) cried at The Boys yet. I started The Boys yesterday, and I've not cried at that. I, you know, I I was going to make a joke and be like, Jesus Christ, I hope you're not crying at The Boys. But now I'm thinking of a a few parts, and I'm like, yeah, that's going to get Scotty. (laughs) We're going to do an episode. Oh, no, the, fuck. You can't do an episode on the boys till you've seen the whole thing because I will spoil the shit out of it. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, I know, no. The uh, spoiler alert for the boys: the fucking plane scene. Holy Christ! You have have no idea. You have no idea. It it was just one of those scenes that I was like, surely not. Surely something a Deus Ex Machina will arrive from the heavens to save this plane. And the boys said, "Fuck you, no." Yeah, welcome to the boys. Uh, unlike Spider Man, where things things work, they have a way of working out. Spider Man always saves the day, unless your Uncle Ben <laughs> or uh, Aunt May in certain versions. It's okay. You you'll bring her back. You just lose your marriage. You just by self. I I never know because that's why he did it because Aunt May got shot with like a gun or something, and it's like she's a hundred and twelve. Let it go. This is not like the the perky, sexy uh, Marissa Tomei <gasps> Aunt May. Which, <gasps> yeah, baby. Uh, no, this is this is you know de- decrepit angel of death <laughs> Aunt May. Oh my god. <laughs> so it's like. Just let her go, Peter. Just Meg just go. casually dunking on Aunt May is great. <laughs> Peter, let that old bitch die. I don't care. <laughs> it's just the dumbest storyline because it was done for meta reasons. It was done because they're like, Peter is, is old and married. He's no longer relatable. What can we do? Let's not let's make him not married. And then eventually someone was like, this is stupid. Let's we don't, make another younger Spider-Man. <laughs> we don't have any readers that are married. We're comic books. <laughs> hey. Hey. Uh, I think we both went hard in the paint this week, did we? Fick wise? Oh, we did something. We both did something, I'll say that. <laughs> we sure um, sure did, presumably. Honestly, the more we talk, the more I'm thinking, like, I would love to do an episode just on the villains of Spider-Man, an episode just on the games, an episode just on each individual <laughs> movie. I love fucking, fucking Spider-Man rules. I like how you cut that off, because you were just about to be like, I love fucking Spider-Man. I was, gonna, and I knew it, and I saw it in your eyes, this joy of getting to say, haha, Scotty said you would fuck Spider-Man. All right, do you want to go first, or would you like me to go first? I would like you to go first. I mean, this is... This is also your topic, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can do that. Um, Well, what I did was not write a fan fiction about Spider-Man at all. Of course. Of course not. Why would you do that? I mean, when the <laughs> extended What If universe has 
Peter selling <laughs> selling his marriage away? Has Peter killing Mary Jane with radioactive shizim? Like I think I've they've done everything. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> So instead, what I wanted to do was I, I thought like, oh, yeah, Miles, like super relatable. Peter B. Parker, like everything's relatable to a point. Like I said, that's why it's not my subjective favorite superheroes, because they are weird ass superheroes that connect more with me. Like the funny boy Deadpool and his funny antics <laughs> with with the X-Men, you know? <laughs> oh, man, we didn't even talk about like deadpool and like his ongoing crush on spider-man i love it <laughs> I, so, love it. I, I love it very much i that's my favorite everyone's like oh yeah we can get the x-men we can get fantastic format now we can get all this i'm like no 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 all i want is deadpool and fucking tom holland hanging out on the side of a bridge that's all i need it's so good the i've got like a whole thing of like the deadpool spider-man team-ups yeah i would They're love so if uh good. And I know people are like, I want more Deadpool movies. I would love if Deadpool just showed up randomly for like five seconds in every Marvel movie. He's the new Stan Lee cameo. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> we fixed it. Uh, so, All right. So what'd you, what'd you do? I wanted to make a superhero movie that's relatable to me. And so I, I kind of took the vibe of Into the Spider-Verse, but mixed it with some existing lore of a different superhero, but then also threw in some stuff that would make it, like, relatable to us and our fan base, and then I just spat this out very quickly. Uh, this may just be for me. Somewhat, m many may not know what I'm referencing here, but it's okay. <clears throat> Whatever life holds in store for me, I'll never forget these words. With great power comes great responsibility. This is my gift. My curse. Who am I? I'm a fucking dork is what he is. Look, uh, sorry, hate to cut in. Uh, actually, I, I kind of don't because, you see, this isn't his story. It's not Peter's story. It's not the origin of some happy-go-lucky superhero that's able to smile as he kicks a man's teeth down his throat. This is my story. You're, do uh, you're doing Ryan Reynolds. Is that on purpose? Yes, somewhat. Okay. I think Reynolds would do well in this role. Uh... This is my story, a story of darkness, a story of a man doing what it takes to keep his city running at night. This is the story of the Crimson Blade. <laughs> Lame. Just ignore him. That's my roommate, Garrett. He doesn't understand the whole superhero <laughs> thing I've been doing. Because you're not a fucking superhero. You've got no powers. Batman didn't have superpowers. He has money. You can't afford to yeah. pay me rent on time. Well, that's because all my money goes to fighting for justice and liberty and teaching the scum of this city that there's a new danger in town. A danger called the Crimson Blade. Really? All your money goes towards justice? Garrett, if I had a nickel for every purchase I made in the name of liberty, I would use those nickels to buy more things in the name of liberty. Suddenly the door rings and I leap up. Sorry, that's my door dash. I'll be right back. Nothing helps justice like Taco Bell and... Damn it, Billy, get that guy out of here. He screams at me as I open the door to reveal my favorite DoorDash driver, Giuseppe Pistachio. No, no. I got God to use it. I, can't, it. I knew I would forget. In your back pocket, huh? I, I, I knew I would forget it, so I got Giuseppe Pistachio out as soon as possible. Part-time dasher, full-time drug dealer. <laughs> I met him once on a sting operation. Look, he's not a bad guy, just a little misguided. He hands me my order, and I excitedly rush back into the room, lighting up and continuing our Spider-Man movie marathon, digging a hand down into the inappropriately large bag of burritos and tacos. That I, I want you to know that I'm picturing these two roommates as just Ryan Reynolds and John Cena, but as Peacemaker. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. That's uh no that that was uh that was Ryan Reynolds saying the Liberty stuff earlier, but that was Peacemaker inspired. Thank you for that. <laughs> well, you certainly seem ready to take on any case that comes your way, Crimson Blade. Garrett comments as he stares down at me with a look that says, "I really should probably stage an intervention, but like, who would I even call for that?" <laughs> ha Have a good day at work, Garrett. Have fun doing your little sciency shit. 
I yell into the foyer as Garrett slams the door. That's right. I know the word foyer. He's one of those people <laughs> that always just seem like unhappy. I'm, I'm not sure what it is. It's certainly not me, but he's always angry. I don't get it. Anyways, back to the whole origin story thing. They call me the Crimson Blade. I keep two trusty firearms on each side and also a small Swiss army knife because people kept giving me shit about being called Blade and using guns. I'm the hero of this fair <laughs> suburb and a scourge of anyone that dares sully that... That dares sully that... Uh, ho hold on a second, I'm getting a notification. Ah, hey, a new comment on my latest video. Look, I post all videos of all my cases on YouTube to help inspire the world. Let's check this out. <laughs> Looks like it comes from... Crimson, Crimson Blade sucks 92. Okay, not a great start. Let's see what they have to say. <laughs> OMG, so fake. Crimson Blade's a fucking nerd. He should just give up now. Well, firstly, uh, they... It doesn't really read like a real comment. There's not enough slurs. Well, firstly, uh, Billy is non-binary, so they did misgender, so close enough. Ah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> And you know something, the damnedest thing happened when I read that comment? I mean, I suddenly felt my phone magically fly out of my hand as if propelled by the magical powers of Dr. Stephen Strange himself before crashing into the wall and landing in a heap of broken circuitry. Convinced the phone was cursed, I decided to stomp on it a few times for good measure. I leaned down to pick up the main body of the phone out of the electronic viscera surrounding it and noticed something strange. It began to spark, electricity shooting back and forth across its screen. Suddenly, that electricity began to travel up my arms, over my shoulders, and, enter my v and into my very scalp itself. It felt like millions of piercing needles as my body began to look like an ocean of electrical arcs jumping across my skin. The pain was unbearable, my body was on fire, and then suddenly everything began to get brighter and brighter. I, I couldn't move anymore. I dropped the phone to the ground, but it was no use. It had its grasp on me and it began to pull me in until I fell into darkness itself. We interrupt this fanfic to build some tension in the audience before we continue the plot. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. I screamed for what seemed like ages until I realized that I wasn't moving anymore. I wasn't falling. I just, I wasn't in my apartment anymore. In fact, I had no idea where I was. I looked up into the sky and I saw a series of thousands of large tubes shooting back and forth in a zigzag pattern. Those electrical arcs had now become massive sparks shooting up and down the length of those tubes and directly in front of me was one last spark. This one, however, looked different. Instead of the normal white, it glowed a bright crimson. It knew my brand. Unfortunately, the spark had other plans and began to rush down its wire, and so I decided to give chase, running around that large tube before the angle was too much, and I slipped and fell and began to slide amongst all of the wiring, shooting from one to the other, all the while focused on that large red dot. I finally see a large green wall that resembled a circuit board and chased the spark down to that dead end, when suddenly... HEY! What the hell do you think you're doing? If I've told you once, I've told you a thousand times, I'm a big red spark, I don't own a car, so I'm not exactly sure how my extended warranty is run out. You keep calling these people, and I'm done connecting you. Jeez, just get out of here, you creep. Quit chasing me down. I don't need this. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. It's just, it, it feels like you, you were what brought me here. What? You're not, oh... You're not the spam guy. Oh, uh, oh, fuck. Okay, this is super awkward, so I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna... The spark began to shoot towards me, but I quickly held it back. Uh, okay, come on, kid. Let's just get you back home where you came from. And how do you intend on doing that? I don't. Bye! The spark shouted before <laughs> rushing past me, but unfortunately, it also managed to knock me off my feet. I struggled to maintain steady footing on the rounded cable, but unfortunately, my balance gave way, and I began to find myself falling deeper and deeper into that maze of cable. I looked up to see that red spark, and it almost seemed hesitant. I watched as it quickly shot down a cable and began to rush for me before immediately whooshing past my head and down further into the earth below. Shit. I comment, closing my eyes and bracing for impact, assuming there would be an impact. I'm not really sure the rules of where I'm at, but I knew that something would have to break my fall eventually, and I knew that it probably wouldn't be something kind to my spine. 
I closed my eyes tightly when suddenly I heard a strange sound resonating up from below. Yeah, that's a strange sound. I turn my body and see that red spark underneath me rushing back and forth, but as I came closer and closer to the earth, I saw that it wasn't just a red spark. It had turned into what looked like a man. A man pretending to fly back and forth in circles underneath me with jet black hair and a full red suit. I attempt to make out more details, but as I got closer to him, I realized more and more that he wasn't ready to catch me at all. In fact, he seemed pretty content pretending to fly around while I followed on my deck. Oh, wow. Sorry. Oh, God. Oh, God. I thought I had a whole lot more time to catch you than that. Uh, it's, it's okay, champ. We'll get him next time. Champ? Oh, great. He's dead. Well, another one to throw in the river, I guess. I woke to my body being drugged down what felt like a massive circuit board, my head banging against various computer parts. I felt confused and tried to pull my leg away from the force pulling me forward, but to no avail. When I finally looked up, however, I was shocked at what I saw. It was that same figure from earlier, sure. Red suit, jet black hair, blue skin. But when I looked at him closer, I realized who he was. Freakazoid? I asked. Oh my god. Yeah, baby! I asked, causing him to turn around in glee. Oh, fans and adoring public, finally! He quickly picks me up and dusts me off. Oh, also, you're not dead. Congratulations! So we all get a win here, I guess. You aren't real. There's, there's no way. I comment in confusion. Everyone says you're a rumor started in the 90s. 95 to 97, but no one's counting. He responds by placing an arm around my shoulders and pulling me in closely. Well, you see, young Midoriya, my name's Billy. Whatever. When you're saddled with the powers of the Freakazoid, when you have the entire internet's knowledge crammed into your stupid little baby head, it won't be long until something begins to break. Most specifically, your mind. And I began to make mistakes that weren't worth my powers. So I hid away here. In the darkest, deepest part of the web. I'm an outcast, young Midoriya. I'm a weirdo. I don't fit in. And I don't want to fit in. Have you ever seen me with this stupid hat on? It's weird. What hat? And so now I live here in exile where my powers won't hurt anyone else. Well, why don't you just come back? The world is convinced you were just some sort of, like, shared hallucination, and I'm sure we'd all love to see what Freakazoid would do nowadays. You know I'd love to, I really would. He suddenly pulls a large executive's desk out of his back pocket. But nowadays, I feel this Freakazoid thing, it, it just wouldn't resonate with today's audience. You know, Steven and I talk about this a lot, and we feel like today's youth are really expecting more out of their superheroes. Commentary about racial issues, emotional through lines, entire cinematic universes, and to be honest with you, I'm not sure Freakazoid fits that pantheon. So? I responded, staring at the blue man with confused eyes. You've never fit in. That's why people still talk about you today. You were never supposed to be standing alongside the superheroes. You were supposed to be standing off to the side, making fun of how fucking dumb they are. And with how many damned superheroes... Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Freakazoid comments at his desk before calling over someone with a script in their hand and discussing something with them. The lady scribbles some notes down on the script before handing it back to me. What's this? Notes from the studio. Uh, okay. With how many... Oh, God. With how many dang superheroes... Yes, that's good. WB's gonna love that. With how many dang superheroes are around, we need you there to act as the superhero for the weirdos. The superhero for the ones that don't fit in. The one that shows that you don't need super strength or spider powers to be a hero. All you have to be is yourself. Hmm. That's good. That's very good. And what comedic monologue have you prepared? What are you talking about? Well, you're nailing the audition process so far. Wait, what What are you talking about? To be the new me! I mean, you said it yourself. The world needs a hero that doesn't have to be all grim and gritty. The world needs Freakazoid. And that Freakazoid may very well be you. If America decides it to be so. That's right, folks. Just text Bilbo to 531-8008 and cast your vote. And they may very well become America's next top Freakazoid. Wait, no, 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 that, that's not me. That's not my thing. I'm grim. I'm dark. I'm gritty. 
No, actually, this is gritty. Freakazoid comments before a large orange something or another crashes into me on ice skates before flying up into, onto the, one of those wires and back up into the sky. You know, I've got all the knowledge of the internet in me, and I still have no clue where that thing came from. Look, I'm saying I can't be you. I've been through too much. I've lost family members. I've broken bones. I've... I've ended lives. I... I can't be happy. Oh, okay. Well, better luck next time, I guess. See you, kid. Freakazoid remarks before rushing me back towards those tubes. Wait, wait, wait. What? That's it? No motivational speech about positivity and what it means to be a hero? To stand tall in the face of adversity? You know what, Deku? You're right. You watched a lot of My Hero down here, didn't you? I think it's time I take you under my wing and show you what it means to be a real hero. Because I'm sure you've got people in your life that tell you you need a superpower to be a superhero. Well, I do not believe that. I think you just need a super positive outlook on life and maybe, just maybe, you too one day can become a... A bell rings overhead, stopping Freakazoid in his tracks. Uh, dang it, hold on. In exchange for letting me live down here, I... I gotta do something real fast. Freakazoid clears his throat before stepping forward. Folks, we all hate spending hours at the post office, don't we? The long lines, the forms, the whole rigmarole. <laughs> well, thanks Christ. to today's sponsor, Stamps.com, you don't have to worry about that anymore. Stamps.com is the website where you could go... Who are you even talking to? Every single podcast listener in existence. It's absolutely <laughs> exhausting. Anyways, use promo code FREAKOUT95 to get 20% off your first order and also a free scale to weigh things with. It's definitely not meant for drugs. Stamps.com. Stamp good. Stamp better. Anyways, uh, what was I saying? Ah, yes. Being a hero. It means standing tall for justice and fighting back against evil for 15 minutes a day plus commercials. Is that something you could handle? I mean... Yeah? Cool! Then, uh, I guess we're done here. Just sign here, and here, and here, initial there, date and time here, one more signature here, and that should do it! You are officially the new Freakazoid! That was fast. Yes, well, it's currently 9.25, and Megan and Scotty were supposed to start recording 30 minutes ago. Who? Don't worry about it. What you should worry about is your first case. I don't usually throw someone into the fire this early, because I've never thrown many people into fires, to be honest. But your first case involves one of, most, one of my most terrifying enemies. Seems he's made a return. What? Who is it? Well, you see, his name is Candlejack, and he happens to be one <laughs> tough cuss- Jesus. The end. <laughs> so let me uh let me get let me get this straight for our spider-man episode <laughs> you wrote freakazoid fan fiction i'm gonna i think it might become a series every time we talk about spider-man i do freakazoid <laughs> like i said i put a lot of eggs in the venom basket and then i remembered oh wait <laughs> we're gonna empty the venom basket soon I think, yeah, that was for, like, maybe four people, but I those wanna, four people probably enjoyed the hell out of it. <laughs> I want to, this made me, I've never been a person who's like, I want to go to Hollywood and pitch movies and be in stuff, but, like, I want to reboot Freakazoid now. Like, after this, I was like, holy shit, this would be super fun. It would, With honestly. a little non-binary chaos gremlin as the new Freakazoid. <laughs> also, I, I didn't write enough into it to set this up. And I also didn't write the post credit scene that I wanted to. But initially, uh, my big plan was that Garrett was uh, like a, was a scientist. And after all of the discussion between like Freakazoid and, and new Freakazoid of, hey, too much intelligence can make you go insane. That's what happened to me. Be careful. Uh, that's what happens to Garrett. And it's what turns him into the lobe. That's right. Setting up a sequel. Fighting the lobe. You're such a fucking dweeb. <laughs> freakazoid, freakazoid, friendly neighborhood, freakazoid. It's my favorite fucking show, dude. I mostly remember it. Um, it it's honestly... This, 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 is about, this is about Spider-Man. It is and, about Spider-Man. And you, you mentioned... You, me you mentioned going to Hollywood and, and pitching movies and things like that. And, um... So like here's the thing. I I didn't write anything 
for for uh, Spider Man. But did you write something for Freakazoid? No, I did not write something okay. for Freakazoid. I found a leak of the script for Spider Man No Way Home. I am terrified of what's about to come out of your mouth. <laughs> no, it's this is it's the spider the spidered man no way home. It's it's an absolutely one hundred percent accurate legit leaked summary script thing. It begins with like the MGM logo, except instead of a line, it's Andrew Garfield sticking his head out and going, "I'm not in this movie. I promise. <laughs> I'm not here." So, but what I got in front of me. You know, that's that's what I'm working off of here is, is just everything that's in this script is that the movie opens with InfoWars J.J. Jameson, you know, being all like, Spider-Man is a teenage boy and he killed some guy maybe and is also turning your kids gay. I need pictures, pictures of Peter Parker. And everyone goes, ah, he said the thing, but different. Uh, and, you know, now everybody knows the, the secret and, and Flash Thompson says something like, why'd you let Iron Man die, Peter? Because, you know, it's not a real MCU Spider-Man movie unless we center it around Iron Man in some way. Uncle Ben who nah, the guy who recruited him for an adult superhero slap fight in a Denny's parking lot and constantly talked about how much he wanted to fuck Peter's aunt. That's the real mentor here. <laughs> okay, that, that got a little off track. The script, I mean. Because that's all in the script. I know, it's it's a weird kind of tangent to go off on, but, like, take it up with director John Watts. Now, is this also in the script, what you're saying right now? No, that was me. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> anyway, Peter said that everyone's all up in his fucking business now and also thinks he killed Jake Gyllenhaal. And he's like, if only there were a magic spell that could reverse all this. And then he remembers that Doctor Strange does magic bullshit. And so he goes and asks him, and Doctor Strange is like... Yeah, let's reverse reality. Sounds tight. But then Wong appears and is like, Steven, don't don't you do that spell. Uh-uh. Steven, no. Bad. And Doctor Strange is like, my name is Doctor Steven Strange. <laughs> and you're not my mom. Her name is Tanya Peculiar Strange. That's right. She hyphenated with her maiden name. She's a modern woman. <laughs> I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this spell so fucking hard, you don't even know. And then afterwards, me and this small boy are gonna go out for some New York-style pizza. Because we're both New Yorkers. (laughs) I adore that we both took the opportunity to dunk on Doctor Strange. And his, his very convincing and believable New York accent. I wasn't done yet. We're both New Yorkers, Peter. We enjoy a good New York slice. (laughs) And Peter's like, yes, I am also a New York boy. I am from Queens. I shop at bodegas. (laughs) These aren't two British people having a conversation. They're just good New Yorkers, you know? I am in the Heights, I believe is what it's called. Uh, and Wong already left like five minutes ago, so they go ahead and get ready to do the spell. And Doctor Strange is like, hey, did you know, Peter, that there's not just one universe? There's a multiverse. <laughs> in this universe, you exist. In oh, another, no. you don't exist. In another, you're still with MJ. In another, you're dating a different girl. In another, you're dating a man. And Peter says, hey! <laughs> That's, like, that's another joke for only four people, but it's very good. And like, it's really weird that the movie decides to make a direct, almost word-for-word reference to the 2001 Kung Fu sci-fi action movie, The One, starring Jet Li and Jason Stakums. But I guess the screenwriters, Chris McKenna and Eric Summers, just had a vision, you know? Like, it's worked for them so far. So Doctor Strange is doing the spell, and he's like, okay, everyone in this universe will forget that you're Spider-Man. And Peter's like, well, wait, can't we tailor this specifically to my wants and needs so my girlfriend and aunt still know? And Doctor Strange is like, that's not how magic works, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and Peter says, okay, well, how about after the spell, instead of getting a good old-fashioned New York slice, we get some Chinese food, which is also a fine New Yorker culinary institution. Maybe some shrimp fried rice. And wait Doctor a minute <laughs> freezes in the middle of the spell he's like wait wait do you mean to tell me a shrimp fried this rice 
I'm going insane. <laughs> and he loses focus. And then the spell goes haywire. Oh, no. And then the multiverses collide or something. That's what's written here. The multiverses collide or something. I, I guess they are planning on fleshing that part out later. And Peter Parker stumbles right into <gasps> Peter Parker. What? That's right. There's two other Peter Parkers now. One who's very pretty and also definitely totally an American from New York City. And another one who won't stop crying and dancing and crying while he's dancing. New York City. <laughs> <laughs> And they're all like, wow, other Spider-Men. This reminds me of a much better movie about various spidered men from different universes. I bet ours won't be nearly as good, but we're here now, so let's go. And of course, MCU Peter is like, wait, is Tony Stark alive in your universes? And the other two Peters are like, lol, who? <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> but then, who should appear but the Green Goblin and Dr. Octopus and Jamie Foxx? And MCU Peter's like, whoa, who are these guys? And the other two Peters are like, wait, seriously? These are these are like iconic members of our rogues gallery. And MCU Peter shrugs and says that he's never had his own villains to fight. Just a couple guys who were mad at Tony Stark and Thanos, an alien who killed him and also half of the universe that one time. But it's fine. Anyway, Doc Ock, Green Goblin and Jamie Foxx are all like, what? Three spidered men? That's one for each of us to do a murder on. Hell yeah. You gotta fucking stop with Spider-Man. <laughs> Never. Except Doc Ock is like, wait, I, I think I didn't want to do murder before I died. I think I ended that movie being pretty chill. Uh, also, aren't we all dead? Except maybe Jamie Foxx. I'll be honest, I never saw that movie. Which is a super weird thing for him to say, but like this whole movie is meta as shit, so like I guess it makes sense in context. <laughs> Uh, and as Doc Ock and the other two realize that they died, probably, they disappear because of a multiversal paradox. And the other two Peters are like, oh, dope, you want to get some pizza? But just then, Doctor Strange appears and is like, hey, I don't want to keep you guys from getting a good old-fashioned New York slice. I hate you so much. <laughs> But the universes are collapsing. Time is unraveling. There are like five Lokis now, and they're all getting their own Funko Pops. And then the pretty Peter's like, what the fuck is a Loki? And the Peter that won't stop ugly crying is like, what the fuck is a Funko Pop? <laughs> and Doctor Strange says, no time to explain. You have to get to your own universes. Now let's team up and fight the concept of a disintegrating timeline somehow. And then the script just says, and they do. And while they do, Peter films it all on his phone, and he sends it to InfoWars J.J. Jameson like, Hey, you wanted pictures of Spider-Man? Check this shit out. And everyone sees it and is like, That kid's a hero, actually. I no longer care if he murdered Jake Gyllenhaal. And, and so they, they fix the rift in the multiverse or whatever the problem was, and the other two Spider-Men go home, and Doctor Strange is like, Well, Peter, do you want to do the spell right this time? And Peter says, No thanks, Steven. I've learned a valuable lesson about warping the laws of reality as we know them. And then Wong is suddenly behind them like, I wish we could say the same about Doctor Strange. <laughs> and they all have a good laugh and they go out for some authentic New York pizza. And as Peter looks up into the clouds, he sees a terrifying ghostly apparition of Tony Stark smiling down on him. And then he pees his pants and Doctor Strange and Wong laugh at him and they call him Piss Boy Parker. The end. But wait! Mid-credits scene. It's Doc Ock and the Green Goblin and Jamie Foxx and they're Fortnite dancing. <laughs> the end. But wait! Post-credits scene. <laughs> it's Doctor Strange going, Man, am I glad to be done with this multiverse madness while winking at the camera <laughs> then a portal opens and alligator loki appears and bites his hand off and it cuts to black just as he's about to drop an f-bomb the end and that's the totally real leaked script to spider-man come over to my house babe my parents aren't home <laughs> <laughs> i i only have like one question after that and it's are you telling me a, sh a shrimp <laughs> spidered this man? <laughs> <laughs>
Your unadulterated, not exactly <laughs> hatred, because you do like some of them, but your ex insane dislike of the MCU is one of my favorite things. <laughs> it's it's just it's a very complicated love hate relationship. <laughs> it's slightly abusive. It is. It's just yeah. like <laughs> why why did you do this to me? I'm gonna come back for more because you said you're gonna do good this time. <laughs> said he changed <laughs> <laughs> they said this movie wasn't about the effect of tony stark's military actions <laughs> but then it was it was i thought this was gonna be about mysterio nope it's mm -hmm. about tony stark fucking up mysterio <laughs> Yeah, well. that it, we'll probably eventually do like a series on it. But holy shit, that is one of my favorite scenes in the MCU. Is still that moment where because Jake plays it so good to he where does. you adore <laughs> Mysterio, and if you didn't know anything at all, like my wife did, you'd be it'd be such a good twist because <laughs> that moment where he's just sitting there and he goes, "And we're clear," and then the whole bar disappears. It is. It was. He was wasted in that movie. I like. They're just. He, he did so good. I wish they could have just like done more. I wish he didn't die, but I understand he needed to die, uh, die so that way he, there's a reason for everyone to be mad at Spider Man. Is this that is true? Yeah. Because otherwise it would just be like, hey, Spider Man's this kid, I guess. Go fuck him up. That's <laughs> a child. <laughs> I'm hoping he's not really dead. <laughs> that was a weird part to end that sentence. Hope he's not real. I hope Ding Dang Mysterio don't show up here one day and cast his magics on me. I mean, I, I guess there's going to be some kind of thing about how dead people aren't dead because, you know, all of these other Spider-Man villains, as I as as we saw in in the leaked script, they were all dead as hell prior. Yeah, I think it's got to be maybe they're pulled from earlier. So maybe before Doc Ock has the change of heart, maybe uh, like when when Green Goblin's in that burning building in that old woman robe and is like, that like, he gets pulled out there. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> Back to formula? Whoosh! Sorry, I got pulled through a rift in time, but as I was saying, back to formula? <laughs> there was this other tinier Spider-Man. He didn't cry nearly as much, but as I was saying. <laughs> if somebody told you I died in my movie, somebody <laughs> lied. <laughs> I, mean, I had to throw it in there. My favorite you had to get it somewhere. stupid line. <laughs> God, I want to watch those movies now. Um, my only thing with those earlier movies is Spider-Man never won? I mean, he did, objectively. Like, Green Goblin's gone. Good on you, Peter Parker. You've saved the day. <laughs> However, Way to murder your best friend's dad. But he didn't. That's the I thing. know, I know. No, that's what makes me mad. I This was a thought I had as a child. I wanted to see Spider-Man murder this man in cold blood. And then he's like, I'm just going to do a little flip. And then he's going to kill himself. Then Doc Ock is like, I'm a good boy now. I disappear and die. Then Sandman's like, I don't know what the fuck. Bye. <laughs> I don't have a clear character arc. <laughs> uh, I think, does Harry kill himself? I feel like Harry dies. Yeah, doesn't he like blow himself up trying to stop uh, fucking Topher Venom? Yeah, yeah. Venom is the only person that Peter Parker actually defeats in those films. I mean, he defeats like his emotional issues. Yeah, I wish the fourth one had come out uh, because that was going to be A, a Sinister Six one, and also B, the payoff to the greatest running gag of all time, which is that Bruce Campbell is Mysterio. Oh, that would have been so good. And it makes sense because, like, in the first one, he's like a ring announcer, so he's very grandiose. Then he's working at a theater. Then he's doing something in the third one. I can't remember exactly what. <laughs> I can't either. I remember those. I remember those first two, but 
I don't know what the fuck he's doing. He's probably dancing. Yep. He's he's doing a little <laughs> bit of this. Everybody's fucking dancing. Oh wait, and then movie. then does the hua turn and then just point at the sun for no reason? <laughs> uh, my favorite my favorite joke about that from the Spider Verse film when he's like. And then I did this, and it shows Spidey dancing like that, is the fact that if you line up the Peter Parker clip with the Peter B. Parker recap, when Peter B. Parker is talking about, my aunt died, I got a divorce, everything's going wrong, at the exact same moment, that's when other Spider-Man is just fucking dancing. It's amazing. <laughs> that's very good. All right, we, um, fuck, I wrote down you telling me a shrimp spidered this man so I wouldn't forget it, and I just looked back over. (laughs) So we did it. We fixed Spider-Man, and I have now uh, gotten to a very lucrative spot where I am going to be the one to reboot Freakazoid for the CW, I guess. Uh, But now we have to move on to next week. But here's the dealio, yo. Next week begins... Spooky Ween. <gasps> so, for those of you who have not been here for Spooky Ween, which is the we've only done it once beforehand. <laughs> it, that thing, that thing we did once, where we're like, "Hey, it's it's October. Let's make some some spooky episodes." I guess we do three spooky episodes, and then for Halloween itself, we do some kitty ass bullshit and turn it into horror films. Yeah. So now and you write a bunch of Christmas stories. I did. Oh fuck! I forgot <laughs> about that gimmick. That was very good. <laughs> what do we want to do next? But let me pull up the episode ideas. Let me see if a fan, if we've got any fan suggestions of anything good and spooky. Oh yeah, go for it. Oh wait a minute. I don't want to take it out of the fans' hands, but what else? Especially is- since you did just ask them. I did, but Eddie. The new one comes out. The SEO. The SEO. The SEO takes precedence <laughs> over all. We must discuss Venom. Eddie, the SEO. Eddie, you must do it for the SEO, Eddie. <laughs> now, we did just get a suggest. We're either going to do Venom or this alternate suggestion that just came in. Do Richard so- Nixon. Do something about the greatest monster in history, 37th president of the United States, Richard Nixon. <laughs> The only, we, love our, we love our listeners. The only issue with that one is we would have to know something about Richard Nixon, which I don't know much outside of, like, he got jowls. He looked like Droopy Dog became a human. That's all I know. He he lied about the things. He lied the, about the, having the Watergate. cassette tapes, I think. Was that it? Something with cassette? Yeah, yeah, I think that was it. I think we're going to... Yep. Talking about this is showing the audience, hey, no, <laughs> we're not going to do that. That This is the episode right now on Richard Nixon. But my, my Frost Nixon slash fic. Such a fuck. <laughs> I remember being like a movie theater snob nerd guy once and just being like, I must watch Frost Nixon. I'm a sophisticated savant of the cinema. Then I turned it on, and within 30 minutes, I was like, I don't think this is for me. I don't think this is for me. I going to say, I like Frost Nixon. It's all right. But- Franklin, Franklin Jell is just big and scary. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're going to do Venom next week after a very lengthy <laughs> debate, I think. Wait a minute, we're doing Spider-Man and Venom back yeah. to back? Yep. Fuck sure it, are. the decision's been made, I'm tired, we're doing it. <laughs> so where can people find you on the internet? They can find me on Twitter, Twat, Twatters, Twitch, Dick, on the Bird app, at Meg underscore Danger, uh... I don't know. I'm I'm on podcasts. <laughs> go go find them. <laughs> find me if you can, fuckers. Search for me. Find me if you can. Survive if I let you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo. S C O T T Y E M O. Check out all the other podcasts from a load of BS to Fight Boys. We got some wrestle babies now in the in the fan fiction audience, the fun fiction audience, and that makes me so happy as they're just slowly learning about the world of wrestling. So check out Fight Boys. Check out JWF 
recognition because, hey, if you like wrestling and thought, hey, what if Scotty did it? That's what JWF is. And, of course, check out The Weird, the actual play TTRPG podcast where me and Megan kill ghosts. <laughs> yep, we, we, we don't have a great track record with that. I don't think we've actually killed any ghosts. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> We've made a few, I think. So close enough. <laughs> That's really the opposite of killing ghosts, but sure. Yeah, we yeah, have added um, to the population of ghosts. So you can listen to that. <laughs> thank, thank you to Best Day for making the music that lets you know that you're going to be hearing this shit. And then to let you know that this shit is now done. <laughs> if you like it, you can hear more at soundcloud.com slash best hyphen day or by searching uh, best day on mu- music things. I don't know. He just put out a new he put out some new music, actually. Oh, snap. Um, what? And it's yeah. Yeah. I got it's good. I, I got to get on that. It's got that good, good vibes. Support us at patreon.com slash load of BS. Eddie, give us money, Eddie. <laughs> Also, be prepared, because this is the whole fucking show next week. Oh, yeah, you thought Mortal Kombat was fucking awful. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute, what is this small symbiote I found on the ground? What's it gonna say to me? Hello, what's your name? I'm Kano! (laughs) I'm Kano! Not Eddie? Not Eddie! (laughs) I'm actually trying to go back in the Discord because I'm sure somebody had to have asked for Venom before. No, I don't think so. How is no one <laughs> asked with how many times we make goofs about it? Well, pick up that hot, hot, hot Babadook merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com and pick up all the fucking Darcy Roast shirt. Pick up the... Fu- Pride and Prejudice and Hobbs and Shaw and Diners and Drivens and Dives and Fun Fiction shirt at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Certainly. Where the fuck is it? Someone had to have asked for this. Right now, Scotty's like hairs in their face. They like they're, they're looking just wild. Just surely, surely someone's requested venom. What a, hey, at your boy Chips Ahoy, ask us to do venom. All right, just give me a few minutes. I don't know. Okay, just, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. No, now. no, it's okay. <laughs> it's just, I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'll talk. I'll talk to you later. Oh, they did. They asked. Yay! Yay! So thanks to Chips Ahoy for suggesting next week's episode. Venom. We've done it. Good luck editing this. I was uh, I was the venom in Chips Ahoy's ear. <laughs> Chips, Chips, ask for me. Ask for me, Chips. <laughs> Your venom sounds like fucking strong pet. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Venom, how do you type a symbiote on your hands? Eddie. Eddie. <laughs> do you want to hear about Trogdor? Eddie, we have to answer the email. <laughs> I know. This no, is the end now. No, Venom. <laughs> no, that was no. trying try, no. try to be Homestar. This it's, needs to stop. Dwellbane. <laughs> <laughs>